Ganymede and it's Titan. A star cloth, actually, yeah. Hello, welcome to Dwarfcast. Finally, again, after a gap of about a year. About <laughs> um, six. So, uh, we're in a hotel room at Dimension Jump in Peterborough. Again. I'm Sir Patrick. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Capps. I'm John Hoare. And I'm Daniel Stevenson. And Tanya Jones is lurking in the background as well. Best place for <laughs> So, we're here uh, Saturday at noon. Uh, we probably should be watching Chris Barry now. Um, but we're not yeah. um, because uh, and that's why Ian and Joe aren't here as well because they're queuing up to get Hattie Hayridge's autograph because they decided to do Hattie's signing uh, after her bid she said I can go and sign a few autographs for 15 minutes if you want she's been there for, about, she's an been there for about an hour and a half but she's leaving it now. always happens the reason why she's doing now is because she's leaving now yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's but it means that Chris now isn't no. on until after lunch and it means that those of us who didn't bother to go to the 15 minute autograph session now won't get her at all um, I'm not too bothered really because yeah. I, I, well I've got beat the geek but I've, I only got that so Andrew could sign it it's not a major thing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that now you know it already means that schedule is a bit behind oh it always well, is to be fair on Friday everything was early uh, everything, no everything was um, the very first item was the quiz and that was late by about three quarters of an hour so it was a very good start <laughs> but there was yeah. nothing else on the Friday night to actually to actually run which, into which is good there was I no think. guests there was no um, there was the quiz but after that nothing it, it was uh, a well, quiet Friday was, night but I, an auction that didn't drag on too long yeah, yeah. true yeah. though I think um, yes I mean I've been to this is my fourth DJ that's right yesterday was the smoothest run and best run first night yeah. It was certainly yeah. it was a good thing it to arrive good. to. Everything seemed to be running well. Uh, I arrived up most of the too way much through the quiz. Oh. Uh, the quiz appeared to me to be very well run. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Seemed to be doing a really good job presenting. He did. This is um, one thing I noticed. Um, he did better than Chris Barry did <laughs> when he yeah. ran it. Liam did it perfectly. He timed it perfectly. He was clear. It was I, I just, really, I get really the well done. Liam has probably done quizzes or pub quizzes or whatever before because yeah. he, yes. he does. For yeah. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah. there you go. If you, you know, if you know how to do quizzes, it doesn't matter. If you're not Chris, you don't have to be Chris Barry to do a good quiz. Yeah. You have to be a, a good quiz master, and he, he obviously is. is and James was on oh, good sorry. form as well. He was. He was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually genuinely funny. Yeah. Like. No, actually, genuinely, he's been a good host so far. And yeah. what? Um, I suppose it's about time we brought up the uh, issue with the tables. Yeah, that we yes. got to like that. The, you must um, feel embarrassed for moaning about it. Now. Yeah, the, yeah, the set tables, the set tables, um, which have been a feature of, um, well, all the DJs I've been to until it's yeah. one where you yeah. set a table for the quiz, so you don't get to sit with your friends, but you do want to sit with your friends, so you go and sit with them, and then you have to put up with the rest of the evening with people coming up and wanting to sit at the table because they want to sit where they are, and you have to put up with people accosting you in the corridor for cheating, yeah. and all that kind of thing. And um, I. Well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but it, but it, but on your team is cheating. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he yeah, said. That. He said to me afterwards, "Oh, I um, I only answered one question for them." Yeah, Andrew, we lost by one point. <laughs> <laughs> this morning it was Hattie Hayridge. Yeah. Uh, who? She was, she was brilliant. The thing is, I think was it you said this? Sarah? I think it might be that um, she's fine when she's answering Q and A's. Absolutely fine. Mm. But when she goes into one of her anecdotes, yeah, and it's it's when she clicks into material that she's either written or it's an anecdote that she's remembering mm. stuff that's not exactly rehearsed but remembered. Her delivery goes up a level. I went at a florist the other day and um, got some flowers, and she said, "Oh, if you cut a little bit off the stalks each day, they'll live longer." And I went, oh, I wonder if that's why old people are so short. Sure. 
just reminds you not to say these things out loud sometimes.
So that was my worst. <laughs> and it still haunts me. <laughs> but I mean, what? How many people are there this year compared to last year? Uh, there's about two thirds of last year. Is it about two thirds? Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably about right. Last year there's about 100. Was, there only was it 50? Yeah. I thought it was 200. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'd I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's over 100. Old people last time. Time. I thought there were going to be less than 100. I was really worried, but there, there is enough people for it to be not embarrassing because I was really kind of worried because you're hearing, oh, not enough people are coming. I was embarrassed it was going to be like 30 people sat at the front. David Ross has cancelled. I was about to say. Yeah. Um, which is a massive We've got a special oh. guest on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we the, don't know who it is. Well, yeah. James gave me two hints. He, I think he said it was a cast member, and he gave me uh, two hints. He said, uh, Seven and natural. Now I'm presuming it's Series Seven and natural. We were wondering natural born rimmers, but that natural seems a bit yeah. obscure. Mm. Actually, Maybe no, Chloe and no. she's all natural. Sarah Alexander. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah if, if it was Sarah Maybe Alexander, I would be. I would. <laughs> well, she did appear in another Rob Grant thing True. on the same. No, it, I'm, I'm not even going to try and speculate that it'd be Sarah no. Alexander because then I'm going to be disappointed when it. <laughs> well, I, I was. I was when, it's, when it turns out to be Ricky Grover, I'll be so disappointed. <laughs> but we will also be going round. What, what we're going to do new for this year is go around and do a few vox pops with people yeah, and get they get their opinions and Seb's doing it he's the only one that actually has to come <laughs> in. You, know, you have to do it now. oh yeah that's the plan I'm Simon I'm here with my wife Monica and we've come up from Hastings how long have you been coming to DJ about how many have you been to uh, this is the fourth one I've been to um, the third one here at Peterborough the first one I went to was in Bedford and ever since going to that I've been every year that's impressive dedication have you enjoyed the weekend so far? Um, I enjoyed the quiz very much, particularly as I was finally on a team that uh, actually managed to win something. And um, it's, you know, of course, great to meet my fellow Dwarf fans who, you know, I see on the internet, but very rarely in person. And just generally to have a good time and, and relax and, you know, get to see the cast and uh, buy merchandise and get an insight into the world of Dwarf generally. How have you found this one's generally compared to previous DJs? I think compared to the last few I've been to, there's a bit more of a subdued atmosphere. Whether this is because there's less people here this time or because of the possibility of there not being one next year, and which sort of maybe makes you think, is this going to be the last one ever? I don't know. It just seems maybe slightly more subdued than they have been in the past. Yeah. Um, who are you looking forward to most out of the guests? Well, uh, Robert and... Uh, and Chris, of course, always very entertaining, and Danny, who hopefully will be, be here tomorrow. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen them before, but always, you know, enjoy their stuff that they do. And also the effects guys, because I'm very interested in sort of the behind-the-scenes type stuff and, and all that. So it's, it's great to get an insight into sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, you see on screen, but you don't necessarily think about how it's put together and so on. So I always like talking to them. And the costume competition as well. Looking forward to uh, seeing how I do in that. Can you tell us anything about your costume? Uh, I'm going to be Lister, aged 171, as seen in the episode Future Echoes from Series 1 of Red Dwarf. Um, And it's got a rather ludicrous wig and a slightly silly robotic hand. And um, hopefully we'll get a laugh, if nothing else. But that's all all I hope for. Sure, it's Saturday night. I was expecting someone to follow up. Okay, so it's Saturday night. Um, so, um, Chris Barry. 
start with. God, he's good, isn't he? He's, he's just, you can good. see why he's a presenter. Because he just, he gets up and he, he just, um, he just handles it. Mm. And he just, he runs the show. He can <sighs> spin out an answer as well. Like the, the question I asked him, I asked him about whether he'd had any involvement with Doctor Who because I'd seen his name mentioned. Mm. Um, he could have very simply just gone, no, nope, never read anything about it. No. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> he, he went on at length about, you know, even though it was the minutest of connections, mm. he was able to talk about it. And he did that with other questions as well. Yeah. Uh, very, very entertaining. I have uh, to say, it's like when, because this is my fourth DJ and Chris Barrow has been at every single one. And it gets to a point, I know exactly why, well, I know exactly why to book him because people say, yeah, Chris Barrow, let's go. But I kind of get a bit like, oh, well, I've seen him, you know, three times before. I know what he's going to do. But, well, what, well, what I was going to say though is you sit there and he's being effortlessly, 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 he's being really (laughs) fucking funny. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, why was I, you know, being a cunt? Um, (laughs) You know, this is well worth. You know, coming and watching because he's fucking yeah. amazing. But no, it was, it was he, a good session. It was really good. And, and followed by Robert, who was equally <laughs> yeah. as good. Well, I I would say, well, I think Chris had more interesting answers to stuff because he got asked more interesting questions and he had more interesting answers. Mm. But Robert is just so fucking funny. Yeah, Robert is just born entertainment. Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> From the very first time he comes on, he's doing silly faces into yeah, the camera. He works and crowd, he's he works a camera. He he's works his face. I wanted yeah. to hear more about those um, uh, professors at um, Oxford. Oh, yeah. It was good to see Vivian because he's yeah he's been he's been doing that character for like. Yes, it was one of the first things he did on Lou TV, and it's just one of my favourite things he's it ever done. Yeah. Sure. It, really, it would, he really could spin out an entire could, monologue. I think he yeah, really could just character. like do really random stuff with like text messages and stuff, and just do you know he could do previous stuff he's written, but he could easily yeah. turn that into. At one point, I'm sure all the stuff. Sure. I mean, well, yeah, he's already got a commission. Well, um, I can't know. Yes, he's, news he's from him at least for a TV show. Yeah, and he's doing um. Well, he's doing all the making do stuff. He's writing yeah. articles. He's got a book coming next year. He's going to present a TV show That's on really living that, economic That could really um, bring him into the spotlight for, like, you know, probably the first because time. Because the, the BBC, uh, you know, we, we, they didn't say what's slot or anything. No, I mean, I mean it could, but it could be a big thing. You know, all of a sudden, you know, reality documentaries are, <clears> you know, everyone loves them. So if Robert Welling comes along with a really successful one, it could, you know, you know really get him noticed and Did, sort of... Did, did Chris Barry say he was doing anything? Uh, he's just doing more massive series. Oh yes, Massive Genius, I yeah. think it was. Or was I think it something it? about yeah. Massive Genius. A couple of talking about titles, he would, yeah. he'd want to have um, an engineer, yeah, or um, a, a specific sort of important, you know, yeah. invention yeah. every every week. So yeah, it is. But yeah. Thing, one thing Robert did mention actually that kind of sort of well, pretty much owned up to the fact that that thing was completely staged was the video on YouTube. Yeah. What's uh, that? Coming into uh, with the Ed by uh, Chris Barrett. Yes. Yeah. And that was completely. That was the point. That was us. We made that. that um, to me, that just like, yep, yeah, that was us. <laughs> I wanted to ask him if it was intentionally meant to mislead people into thinking it was dwarf specifically. Clearly. And if the stuff with the guy coming in, go, are you red dwarf? <laughs> are you uh, red dwarf? I, I don't you're, say that. You're, you're Crichton, aren't you? I mean, it, it, that just seemed so bad. It was say. really, really terrible. Like it was no, really terrible. And and as I've said, and I don't think many people agree with me but I still think it was highly dodgy to capitalise on fans wish for a movie for your own project 
Yeah. I still think that's. I do. Project. I like the idea of, of them having a new project, but let's face it, you don't need to fucking sell that. No, to you don't. Fans. You don't. It's them working on a project together. You know, looking at the two of them on stage and the way they interacted in between sets with, with yeah. the way they're messing about, that just made me want to see Robert and Chris working together. I, I think anything. And you know, so any project that involves the four of them yeah. working together, by I can take or leave. But no, I mean the point is the idea of those four working together is enough. Yeah. You just put out a thing saying, "Oh, we're working on a project together." Yeah. You don't need to get people worked up into a lather over the fact that no. they might be reading the movie script. No, you don't. It's, yeah, I think it's unfair. I think yeah. it was really, really unfair. There's a character I've done, and I might do. Uh, there's a, a, a new kind of cabaret venue opening in London soon, which is for uh, one of the nights they're going to do is for established comedians to do something they don't normally do. Uh, so, and so no one would be on the bill, but we, we, uh, and uh, I know people are organising that. And I've, there's a character I do called Professor Vivian Alice, who's a um, <laughs> professor of oral studies at, at Oxford University, and he's a dirty old pervert with stained trousers. And I quite like doing it. When I, I was, I, 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 can, I sometimes when I'm at the BBC, I say I was at Oxford in '72, which is true, um, but I worked in the kitchens. I didn't actually study as a student. So I, th- I always think I've made Tony Blair toast when he was a student. Um, and, and clean up after because uh, I used to work in the kitchens at Brazenose College um, doing breakfast I did the early morning shift so I was at Oxford in 72 and, but when I was there I did meet people who are the most extraordinary I mean people who've never mixed with general society who are kind of Oxford dons and weird professors and I mean at that time there would still have been people who were sort of been through the war and were scarred by that and a few professors who were slightly peculiar <laughs> their mannerisms and all that sort of stuff and would spit at you as they spoke and would have one word be much louder than any of the other ones <laughs> for no reason whatsoever completely barking mad but we'd be able to recite the half the bible in latin or, or the original aramaic you know they were quite extraordinary people but you wondered what made them get up in the morning they were quite weird so professor vivian analysis based a little bit on him and there's a guy that I've worked with a lot called Charlie Dancy who's um, done a lot of the, did a lot of the, the DVDs and stuff and he's a computer wizard and his dad was the dean of Oxford University when I knew him and we used to go to dinners at Lincoln College and meet his mother are you a student here Robert? no I'm not no I'm sick got expelled yeah. I'm a radical marvellous how extraordinary <laughs> didn't matter what you said <laughs> I'm a teenage runaway criminal drug addict how absolutely extraordinary how long have you been doing it I mean the only other thing I'll tell you that I'm doing now you, uh, some of you may have seen the little uh, clip that, uh, that someone put up on YouTube where, where the cast of Red Dwarf is seen reading a script and that we have been working on a project together quietly in the background of a kind of comedy show with the four of us in it because we like working together that isn't Red Dwarf and th- there was a period uh, early this year when it sort of looked like it was it was on that part of its trajectory to ultimate glory but actually all it was doing was going oh. <laughs> so <laughs> just did a little jump so it was fun while it lasted um, but it, you know, it was with, with uh, Ed by as a producer and director and written by me and with all of us all the four um, Chris, uh, Danny, Craig and I in it um, playing totally different characters in a totally different setting um, and uh, the, well, the plan with it the plan and none of this has come to fruition yet was that we would shoot it's a 90 minute comedy film and, we'd, and it's written in 10 9 minute episodes and we'd release 
the episodes one week at a time over ten weeks on the internet for a quid a download, a quid for nine minutes. Uh, and like, as, a, as an alternative way of distributing the film. And one of the, the, the plans which I think Craig thought was a bit of a cheat was that we'd only release eight of them. <laughs> and then to see, the, to see the last one where the whole thing was tied up, you'd have to buy the DVD. Bobby, you can't really mean, man. You middle class tight bastard. <laughs> I thought it was quite a good idea. But, uh, so, I mean, it's, it, in, in theory, it's a brilliant idea, and I think a lot of people would want to try it out and do it with that. But actually, when it comes to the actually talking people like proper men in suits in banks into letting, letting us do it, it became much more complicated. We haven't given up, but I don't think it's going to appear in quite the way that we originally thought. I'm Marlene from Germany. Whereabouts in Germany? Um, Hannibal originally, and now Berlin. So do you reckon you might come the furthest this weekend for, uh, for this? Do you know, have you seen anyone who looks like they've come from further than you to make it here this weekend? Uh, yeah, I know there was at least one girl from Australia and a couple wow. people from Japan. That's impressive. Um, so what, what made you decide to, to come over for this? Have you, have you been before? To Dimension Jump? No. no. Um, I've been meaning to go for a couple of years, but never kind of raised the money. But we were here anyway um, for a holiday and... So well, if you're here anyway. Yeah, it was kind of it. on the way back to London. Mm. Have you enjoyed it so far? Yes. Has it? Has I mean, has it been what you were expecting or? Yeah. Uh, well, pretty much. I kind of also didn't know what to expect, so that was easy. So what? What have you enjoyed about it? Everything. Um, but the Q and A part was pretty fun. Much more so than. I would have thought, mm. especially Hattie Hayridge. I had no idea she was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> she, I mean, she's been doing the stand-up for so long. You know, uh... I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, I mean, who who are you looking forward to the most out of the guests here? <laughs> was there anyone in particular that you really wanted to, to see? Yeah, that would be Chris Barry. Yeah. Well, you are female. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that is understandable. Yeah, he actually did just walk past behind. I would, would have loved to say something else. Yeah. Did you enjoy his, his Q&A? Yeah. Well, I enjoyed Robert's most. Yeah, he is very funny. Is. Again, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So is it, is it enough to make you want to, to come back again if, uh, if there is another one in the future, which is up in the air at the moment? But, uh, oh, if... Uh, if you to come again. Tempted, yeah, because this time I couldn't bring my best friend and she would have loved to be here. So I would come back with her. Um, also, if it looks like it's going to be the last one, I'd most certainly be here. Yeah. Um, so it's Sunday lunchtime and GT is Quora, except for the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, so we've had Saturday night. We missed a few oh, things. Oh, yeah, we, missed, we yeah. missed two things on Saturday. Um, we missed. Uh, First of all, the FX guys talk. Who was the FX boys? Yeah, it was only the, you know one of the best things about Saturday, but we forgot the about pictures. it. Pictures. Oh god. Yeah. There's some wonderful. So Mike's um, been saying that he desperately wants to put in his book when he finally gets permission to do it. Well, see, I wasn't sure if we could actually talk about that on a Dwarfcast. So I um, no, because it was mentioned. Um, it was mentioned last year. DJ oh, okay. has been posted on GT. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Mike's trying to get a book, and he wants to get these images in the public domain, but. Um, yeah. He needs to hold them back for now. Yeah. But, but suffice to say, there's some bloody yeah, gorgeous. There's, there's just a couple in particular of the of the um, 
landing bay mm. where it's blowing yeah. in um, high and low. And, and they call it high and, and low as well. And my, yeah. <laughs> and my favourite one is um, the one where they're shooting Starbug through the clouds and it's like this stage that is just yeah, covered in clouds. dry ice. Yeah. It's, oh, it's amazing. And uh, Pete Tyler said something really nice at the end where he basically flatters us all and said the fans are the reason why we're here and we love you. <laughs> yeah, and so I've got that's because they're fans as well. Yeah, mm. they really are. Yeah. Um, they're just as much as geeks as we are. Mm. So. I just... Uh, it, I just can't go enough, enough mm. of them. No. I liked the weekend for me in, in terms of guests. But it's just nice to hear someone in a professional capacity infusing so much about Dwarf. Yeah. Because, okay, you know, you get the cast and the cast are great. And I've noticed that out of the cast that I've seen, Danny actually tends to be the best about remembering stuff and talking about it, like about specifics. But <clears> generally the cast, you know, uh, you have to prompt them to actually remember things. But the FX boys, because they're, you know, yeah, geeks and fans themselves, themselves. Uh, and they, you know, they will just talk about any aspect of it, and they will remember the minutest detail. They won't. And it's just brilliant that they've still got that that great affection for. It. Well, not even affection. It's it's them being a fan of it. You know. Yeah. Although they don't always get their years right. Saturday night. Disco was a bit. Was a bit. Yeah. Disco was oh. uh, well, a big pile of festering shit. Okay. Uh, the real fans talking to people like um, get a bottle of me nodding. The FX boys. And, <laughs> the I, yeah, I, I, well, particularly the more guys. they drink, the more fun they get to. Yeah. And Mike I, Tucker is so bloody lovely. <laughs> He's just what so great to talk. He didn't even mind me being mean about the special effects in Silver Nemesis uh, because <laughs> I, no, I, I, I right to be mean about the special effects. <laughs> well, no, I, I genuinely wanted to ask him about a shot that looked to me, has always looked to me as if there's an explosion superimposed over the shot of yeah. the ship. And apparently it's not, it was an actual explosion. The problem uh, was there were meant to be 18 separate charges going off separately, yeah. and it was why it was rigged up wrong and all went off at once, so it looks like a fake explosion because uh, it all goes off at once. Um, and I said, I, but to be fair, I said to him, you know, I, I'll have to go back and watch that now, but that would mean watching Silver Nemesis again. And he said, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want to inflict that. <laughs> I, I managed to get into a deep conversation with Alan, well, a conversation is stretching it slightly. I <laughs> talked at length to Alan Brand about coprophilia. <laughs> talked at him about coprophilia, and you know when Poor someone's man. edging away but they can't actually escape. Which Doctor Who villain was that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was not good. It was just not good at all. Um, this morning, I, it was Danny. Yeah. I didn't Danny. see it because I had to. Like wash yeah. and stuff. What was it like? Oh, he, was all right. he, he was all right. He, was he said Colin Baker should play the cat. Yeah. <laughs> he, the thing is with Danny is that he's, he's the one he's the one cast member that you, you notice the fact that he's pretty much doing the same shtick every every yeah. year. That's, um, that's why I kind of missed. slightly differently. Yeah. He did it in the stars and that, he, that had some, he had some interesting new stuff about his the musicals yeah. he's done. Um, um, yeah, it was good, and he had some good, good waffles. The problem really was that he did have some good. The, the room was just because everyone was half asleep. Yeah. The room was just not yeah, responding at all. Shift, it's not a good. He yeah, always gets not a good one. Um, he always seems. But you know, but if if, if like if Robert had been as originally scheduled, <coughs> Robert yeah, would have been livelier yeah. and, and lifted him. And it's a show because that you know Danny's so likable and yeah, he's like, you know he does engage. When he starts ad libbing about things, so he kind of loses. I, I do like Danny, but it's telling that it's the it's the one that it's the one. <laughs> on the weekend I missed and then after that was the auction and I fucking rule yeah John got two excellent oh, um, I got the two best auctions. items yeah, I yeah. got the two best items I got um, Red War 5 um, special special effect, vis effects uh, t-shirt which is large won't fit me but I will slim down so I can wear it um, I'm not having it hanging up somewhere I'm not framing it I'm not doing anything I just want to wear it yeah because it's great and I also got uh, a test yeah. 
And I also got I also got a test um, VHS. Something cover. I didn't even know existed. Actual yeah. test covers to do those big, with, yeah. those big so double sets. Yeah. I love those things. Yeah. They looked really good. They did have uniform sort of cover designs with the with the sort of you know the uniform sort of framing and stuff. But I just did look. I love the chunkiness yeah. of those double sets. And, and at the bottom it says a rejected uh, Doug Naylor. And I want to hang it on my wall so I can look and imagine that I've been rejected by Doug Naylor. <laughs> Dag. If, if, only, if only you were one losing the losing entrance <laughs> in the competition. Um, and, and and James Bull's robbed a small boy of a tenner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by jumping cool. up the price. So this this kid and his dad. We, we chatted to the kid and his dad for a Vox Pops, and uh, uh, this kid has the coolest dad. Um, basically, we've got him into Red Dwarf before the age of ten and has brought into a convention. Oh, like the dad's looking on at the convention generally with amused, you know, kind of this amused sort of distance, yeah. but has brought his kid along so his kid can come to the convention. He's obviously said to him. Go on, son. You can you can have the money to to buy this fire extinguisher from Starbucks. He gets up to sixty five quid. It looks like it's going, and James goes seventy. Um, so um, the lad goes seventy five, and James goes, "I'll let you have it." My, hello, my uh, name is Jamie, I think. And where have you come from to be here this uh, weekend? What you mean, where I was born? Well, where do you live? Uh, Not your address. Well, um, I live in Brecon. Right. Um, and this is, your, is this your first dimension jump? Yeah, first dimension jump. Only I haven't been to a, dim- a different dimension. No, that happens tomorrow. Um, all the dimension jumping actually goes on there. Does it? So, yeah, it's something to look forward to. Okay. Um, so how, how have you enjoyed it anyway? Yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot. What were you looking forward to the most out of the weekend? Uh, meeting the uh, Kreutz and uh, the cat and all the actors and the autographs mainly. And did that live up to your expectations? Yeah. So how, I mean, how did you get into Red Dwarf then? Because obviously, you know, sort of as uh, was it Robert pointed out that when the last episode was, it was either Robert or Chris had pointed out when the when the last episode was actually recorded. So how did yeah. I? So how did I first know about it? Yeah, because it's older well, than you are. Well, my dad uh, uh, knew about it before I was born, like 15 years ago. Well, about 20 years ago when I used to be heavily into mind-altering drugs, that was the perfect programme. Obviously. And obviously then I grew up, matured, and now my children don't know anything about that part of me, but they've got the remnants, which is Red Dwarf. And do you you consider yourself to have grown out of Red Dwarf? Absolutely not, but if you... No, yes, yes, yes. When did you start watching it? Um, well, I started watching it on DVD because um, I didn't know what channel it was on on Sky TV, and I didn't know what time it was on, and I just thought I bought and well, I just thought I could buy DVDs and watch it then. Did you start from the first series and go in order? Yes, I think so. Yeah, well, not really in order. I use I usually just um, uh, watch what I want. Really, I could watch number one, then go to number seven, and. I do that, but it's really good. I really love Red Wolf. Who's your favourite character? Uh, Kreitz. Crichton. So, so do you enjoy meeting Robert then? Yeah. Yeah, Robert Llewellyn, I think his name is. Yeah. Do you think you'd want to come to another one of these? Definitely. But it's a shame that there isn't another Dimension Jump next year. So. Yeah. Well, we hope it'll be back in a, you know, in a couple of years or mm. so. Uh, Coming up, anyway. coming up, coming is up, our special DJ. mystery guest who is who Paul Alexander. Alexander yeah. <laughs> do you know, did you know, I told you that, that James had. Uh, well, the, when I told Andrew about James letting it slip, he was quite amused because uh, I, James had given some clues and uh, John had uh, figured out that it was Paul Alexander. So we put this to James and James went, Oh, bastard! Had I worked it out? Because I don't well, remember. Somebody, all right, somebody. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, and then I, I think we worked out again yeah. and ignored you. But James' yeah. James's James's reaction... Mail is to do with Series 7. Seven. Key word was natural. natural. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're thinking natural, natural born born uh, But James's reaction was to go, oh, bastard, how did you work that out? When when I told this to Andrew, Andrew said, yeah, see, I've been doing this longer than James, so my reaction <laughs> would have been rather different. Inscrutable. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, so it's Paul Alexander, which should be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting, and I hope it's not too awkward, because um, I can see one of two things happening. One, um, there'll be a lot of awkward questions about from people who don't like Series 7, Lady Blair, which is, I, well... I I, I kind of hope so in a way, but I also don't. But the other thing that might happen is he gets no questions. Yeah. And I really hope it doesn't happen. I really do. It's hot. No, I don't want another Chloe. Yeah, exactly. But I do. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wouldn't want I'm, I'm, pro- I'm pondering putting my hand up and saying, God, you've lost weight, Rob. What do you see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Um, but then, of course, the thing is, is that Paul is followed by a better writer. Yeah, um, we're going to get Rob going. In the, right, the not um, inconsiderable shape of <laughs> Rob Grant. Inconsiderable <laughs> <laughs> uh, shape. <laughs> Um, and that's obviously going to be the highlight of the weekend. Certainly for me. I don't know about anyone else, but no, I'm basically me, yeah. here. We're going to see him curiously. We'll probably see uh, him um, yeah. first at the yeah. autograph session. Before we'll get, we'll get yeah, stuff signed yeah. before doing yeah. the Q and A, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because the part of the thing about you do a Q and A, and then if there's stuff to follow up on, yeah, you can talk to them about it. Yeah, I've got uh, yeah, a couple of things from Sounds Good. I've missed a couple of the autograph sessions this weekend. I've missed yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah it was very annoying them. shifting Danny's to half nine before his Q&A. Did you um, get it, though? We did, yeah, yeah. No, well, I missed the actual Q&A, but Sharon very kindly, after the after he'd done his Q&A, grabbed my poster and went round and grabbed oh, him before he left good. the room. Yeah, that's sort of run after him. It would have been nice to have actually met him and shook his hand, but really, I've got this poster that I'm getting framed yeah. in the flat for me and Rachel, so I just wanted his scroll. Yeah, yeah. Really. So, and Danny's so you're going to have a good, good collection one, yeah, 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 I mean, I'm, if if they're being strict over Rob, I'd rather get a book signed than get yeah. a, get the poster yeah, on its own. I'm going to try and get, get I'm going to try and get the three books signed. Yeah, I, think, I think you will. I think um, you so might right. leave the poster. Yeah. He'll be like, ah, three books. All in, all in hardback, so he clearly bought them when they first came out. Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll be happy, yeah. Yeah. even though yeah. even though one of them was bought off eBay. Went to an incompetence signing and I said, Do you mind if you say, we were doing a competition on GNT? I said, Do you mind if I get three copies and do you mind signing them? He goes, that Fucking money, great. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's a knob and um, <laughs> I'm Steve, Captain Darling, as I'm probably better known as. And uh, where have you come from today? Uh, today well, I'm Friday, Hereford, I came from, on the Welsh border on the English side. Um, and how many DJs have you been to before? Uh, this is my third. In a row? Or no, no, I, I haven't been since Coventry, which was what, about three or four years ago, I think. Right, yeah. um, and how have you enjoyed the weekend? I've enjoyed it very much, actually, yeah. It's, uh, I find it a bit more relaxed than the last one. Perhaps there's a few less people here, so it's a bit more casual. Everybody's talking to each other, and yeah, it's a nice atmosphere. So how do you think that compares to previous ones that you've been to? Um, well, I thought it was a bit hustle bustle at the last one I went to, and uh, nobody seemed to know what was going on, and, you know, it's... Uh, Although they've had problems with the timings, I think it's quite well organised, really, and they kept everybody entertained, so yeah, it's good. Who were you most looking forward to about the guests? Uh, Robert Llewellyn. Yeah, and did he look up to? Oh, yes, definitely. He always does, doesn't he? He's, uh, yeah. he's the most uh, approachable cast member there is, and obviously been my hero for some time on television, so yeah. Always pleased to see Robert. Yeah. It's Sunday afternoon, and what a fucking letdown. I'm, I'm upset. I am deeply upset. Why are we upset? I'm upset because Rob Grant didn't come. 
Rob Grant didn't arrive. <laughs> I know what I mean. Daddy doesn't love us anymore. I'm, I'm willing to be corrected on this, and we might have more information, but as I understand it, the fan club team has not been able to get hold of him all weekend, yeah. mm. as we understand it currently. Uh, and they said it was strange, so... I mean, there was also problems with traffic on it. Was it the A1? There was a, a big one. accident on the Massive A1. accident. Yeah. Quite a big accident. Um, should be travelling, but we, we honestly don't know anything we at the moment. We won't be one of them. It, in an odd way, it doesn't really matter, because the fact is he's not here, and it's unpleasant. Um, You're unpleasant. Your face is unpleasant. Level, level. The, it has to be said, of course, that like where we moan and whinge about the fan club team, there's nothing they could have actually done about this. No. At all. Yeah. Um, and James is, if anything, more disappointed than we are. He's so really, really he's off. really pissed off and he's gutted. And it's absolutely not the fan club team's fault, obviously. However, all is not lost because actually this DJ was really tons of fun. Yeah, yes, it, yeah, was, it was great. It was the one... When... Uh, this TSD just started. I was really enjoying there being less people because it felt more intimate. As the weekend's gone on, I've actually missed there being a lot more people, lot more people. as it as it goes on, um, especially Saturday night where it felt it needed to be more people there. But no, it's been it's been really really good. People have missed out. Uh, the other person we saw today, our special mystery guest, uh, it was Paul Alexander. Um, and. I think I think he was he was clearly he was cl- he's clearly unused to public speaking. I wouldn't have done any better going up there. And if you've not done it, before, I thought he did done it. Before. I mean, it's fine. He, he, he was, was, it was better than Danny John Jules's with his bloody ad libbing. Um, Paul got better near the end. Yes, of the he session. did. He really I think did. He was really quite nervous when he first started. He saw that people actually wanted to ask him questions. Well, this is the thing, and the thing that gets me is that he's clearly a really, really, really nice guy. Yeah. And he honestly is. And I've not seen that much of what he's written, and I want to hunt it out, and I don't really know his work. I think the problem is, is that, in my opinion, and a lot of people will disagree, but in my opinion, I don't think he's a particularly suitable writer for a dwarf. I don't think anyone no, other than Grant Arnaylo are suitable for the dwarf, to be honest. I, be that as it may, I think there may be other writers who are more suited to writing Red Dwarf. Yeah, okay. than Paul Alexander. Oh fuck off! <laughs> but that's that's the not. Thing act- is, they're capable that, of really good stuff. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> the problem, yeah, but the problem there, of course, is then we've got a kind of automatic thing where oh, Paul Alexander shit. Actually, he's not. I just don't think he's very good at writing Red Dwarf, no. if we're actually coming down, in all honesty, to it. It doesn't stop him being a nice guy. It actually didn't stop him his talk being really interesting, because yeah, no, really interesting um, about whatever it. my opinions of Series 7 and 8, it's all interesting hearing people's opinions on working on it, and it's also interesting hearing his opinions and also his history with writing comedy and how he got into it through comics and all that. And I, I really, really enjoyed his session. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it more than what I saw of Danny's. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've never really been that impressed with Danny as a, as a, as a personality. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> as a personality, you know, it's some, I mean, he's, sometimes he can, he can, you know, he can carry the mood in the room and, you know, sort of, li- you know, lift people up. But sometimes when he's trying to ad-lib, um, and it just all gets a bit... Flabby. A bit flabby, yeah. I think he tries to get away a bit too much on charm rather than actually saying something funny or interesting. That's the problem with Danny. And if you're not particularly charmed by him after an hour, yeah. 
It seems pretty certain, not definite, but pretty certain there will be a DJ in 2009. And, you know, we've sat here and we've slagged off some things, and it's obviously a shame Rob Grant didn't come here, but it was a really, really fucking good DJ. And if you're listening to this, when 2009 comes around, sign up for it, because you won't regret it. It really is great. Do have about two years to sort this one out. Yeah. So... So just fucking come. <laughs> just fucking come. I think it'll be... An order I've given on many occasions. It'll be well attended, I think, because there always is when there's a big gap. See, that's the thing. I think two years is a good distance for everyone as well, because yeah. I think when they do something a year after year after year, it can get really samey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you notice how sort of... When you see, God, it's like you see, oh, God, the autograph sessions are going mad. They did that last year. Did, 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 did. Mm. And you start going, oh, well, they did that last year, they did that last year, they did that last year. Yeah. If you have two years... No, Some people you get. You can't twist it into a good thing. It's a bad thing. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, maybe a bit of distance and a bit of time to sort see, of to reinvent it. And you see, I don't know. I, I was some minor plus points, but it's still you wouldn't choose not to have it. Yeah, yeah. but that's like we've said, like we said before, Dimension Jump was never meant to be an annual thing. Although looking at the actual booklet as to yeah, the history, it was, it was like 97, 98, 98, 98. It started in 92. 92, 93, 94, 90, exactly. Uh, so two years. The feeling I'm getting, and it is a feeling not specific, the feeling I'm getting is one of the reasons there's a break next year for DJ is because the fan club wants to concentrate on getting the new magazine sources. Now, you could argue they should be able to do both. But the, fact, but the fact is, getting a new magazine sorted is fucking important. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do both at the same time, then yeah, let's get the magazine sorted. Because if you don't get the magazine sorted, next year's DJ tents will, will be even worse. And you're going to go down a black hole. Still looking stupid. Oh, God. Anyway, is that about it? That's it. That's that, all that's done. It. Um, we will continue to report all the uh, latest Dwarf news, but not do any articles, because yeah, that's yeah. us. Keep reading Ganymede and Titan. Thank you for listening. We'll be back, possibly, in 2009. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.